Hey girl, that tail of yours is fire. Welcome to the daycare dittos. Hey. How's everybody doing? It's this is Dave. Fantastic. We have a uh, Peter here. Hi. As always, and Sarah. Yo yo yo. And a special guest. We have who I like to call the Bob Ross of Pokemon card openings. <laughs> the key hero of Rockets Hideout on uh, Instagram. And probably, out of everybody you know, the best Pokemon card collection and collector, Val is here. Val, oh, say hi. Man. Hey, how are you doing, everybody? I feel honored. Thank you, Dave. I might not have the best collection, but it certainly I... is a collection. No, I don't know. I just, there's, Val, we met at the comic shop where I work, uh, and we would actually just open Pokemon cards aggressively at each uh, other. Pack battles. Yeah, I miss those, man. Well, we, we can still do it. And then slowly, you would just keep coming in and being like, oh, man, I need to buy a new box. Oh, man, I need to buy a new this. Oh, you guys got a Charizard? Okay, I'll have to pick that up. Oh, and man. <laughs> slowly learned that, like, I thought you were just getting into cards and just kind of like, I like Pokemon, I'll get into it. But then slowly it was uncovered what you had at home and what your whole collection entails. And even like still you surprised me like the other day you finished, uh, another base set. Actually. Yeah. I'm working Ooh. on uh, number six right now. <laughs> I just got to find the hollows. That's really it. Congratulations. Um, yeah. You know, Craig from Craig stuff, he actually, he ruined me. I know not like that, but, uh, <laughs> or maybe like that. I don't know. He's a handsome uh, guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he told me about these Dex binders. It's a four by three binder. And then one day, you know, I had so many base set cards and I just made a, a four way base set. You know, it's four cards of every card. It fills up almost the entire binder, 480 cards. And it looks phenomenal, you know. Mm -hmm. Who wants to have just one when you can have four? <laughs> Of course, you know. Granted, with today's prices, you know. It so is. every every car is re a card is represented four times. Correct, and uh, right now in my main binder, it is all you know, pack fresh stuff. I'm working on my first shadow list right now, but with prices, I don't know if that's ever going to get completed. You know, unless the comic store gets a nice one, you know, like they had <laughs> before. But I missed it. I missed the boat. Yeah, we've been getting them in, but... Uh... So what exactly is Shadowless? I've always heard the term. So the original base set for the Pokemon TCG that released in the United States had four variants. The first being the Shadowless First Edition, which featured a first edition stamp on the left side, as well as the removal of the shadow, which was introduced in later runs. So if you look at the cards, you'll notice that there's a lot less. It almost looks like someone turned down the contrast on the background of the card. If you held two, you could tell right away. But a real indicator is the double 1999 trademark at the bottom of the card. If you okay. see that, then you know 100%. It is a shadowless card. And then the right, I always look at the right side of the art. Uh, when it correct. comes to the trainers and stuff, it's tough, but that's where the drop shadow really lies. Yes, uh, and then so, the, 99 yeah. two th the 99 double doubling there, you can tell 100% yeah. as well. I'm going to really have to look at my cards because I have I have no idea what I got. 
Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of people these days, you know, it seems like it's all the hype, almost like 2016 again with the release of Pokemon Go. You know, I'm yeah. seeing that again. All these new sets. Pokemon is just set after set. Charizard after Charizard. They're <laughs> pumping the community. They're sucking us dry. You know, like another Charizard. Buy it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again, man. Like they they suck uh, Dave and I. Dave and I dry every week. <laughs> oh man, you know that's Pokemon for you. It is. But, and the comic shop we're talking about, Zap Comics, of Zap course. Zap Comics, the best. Where uh, Peter and I actually bought our Pokemon cards almost 25 years ago. Yeah. And have returned and continue to purchase. So wait, pa- Pack Battles is... Uh, did you start that with uh, Val and then you just uh, did that with me a couple of times, Dave? Uh, it's something that I think we've just done. I think we used to do it as kids, too. Like, uh, like I said, having two brothers, like you open your packs and of course, like if you have them, you have to like open them together at the same time, card yeah. by card and yeah. confer. Me and Steven did the same thing when, when we were rich enough to both buy a pack at the same time. <laughs> it blows my mind. Cause I remember like at the height of Pokemon back when a single pack of base set. Cause I remember even at Zap, like you could for a while, he was just importing Japanese cards cause he couldn't get the American sets because they were so hard to come by like a pack could cost you like seven bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a, a couple of Japanese cards. I actually really like them. Um, and I have a couple of Dutch cards too, because I used to visit uh, the Netherlands a lot. So oh, very nice. I, nice. I really like those as well. I know Val, you, you're a sucker for the Japanese cards. Yeah, not to be a weeb or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> it's just the the stock, the paper. It just feels different. The hollows are different. Yeah, you know? th- that's that's something I always notice too. Is the hollows just looked a little bit better, especially now that the the trim of the card is also holographic. Which, yeah, correct. Oh, we we just picked up a shining V box, Sarah and I. Oh, yeah. Uh, trying to hunt that uh, VMAX shiny ditto, being that the podcast is ditto themed. Uh, and we, we got oh, the VMAX. Man. It's still, but is in, in its gooey pink form. Yeah, he's just like a gooey pinkish purple. It's whatever. That's okay. You know, there's plenty of dittos out there. You never know when you'll stumble upon one. Never know. But um, yeah, so we called Val here as our uh, card expert um, because it is the Charizard episode more importantly the charmander family um Charizard. tilting this <laughs> tilting the scale a little bit i was always a charmander kid i started with charmander i love charmander um coming from bulbasaur this is basically going from i was going to say terminator 1 to terminator 2 but like i can't think of a movie that has a very upsetting intro than like a just a banger of a, a, a sequel oh man yeah <laughs> so absolutely because bulbasaur is nice but charmander is where it's at who, yeah. who here picked charmander who started other than me That's charmander me. is like the the lion king 2 simba's pride <laughs> <laughs> amen to that now oh, you guys man. all know i'm a bulbasaur kind of girl i'm gonna yeah. stick with my bulbasaur you know and, I, and i'm a i'm a squirtle boy oh okay okay we uh, all can't be perfect yeah. <laughs> what about you val uh, to be honest with you, I I picked Charmander because I had red version, and when you when you're looking on that that game art, you know you see that Char Charizard there. 
blows you away. You're just like, yeah. holy shit. He's I was uh, I was red version Squirtle. So. Oh man, you, you don't wanna... play by any of the rules. Yeah, uh, I got a pretty funny story for you actually. Uh, back way back when, you know, before 2000, my brother and I we were each given you know red version, blue version with the Game Boy. We took him to the beach one time, and the batteries died. You know, back when you had to use those AA batteries, and mm-hmm. we took our cartridges out and buried them in the sand. Oh, no. <laughs> and then we're like, let's go on a scavenger hunt and find these fossils, you know, or, you know, you look for Blastoise, I'll look for Charizard. Long story short, we never found the Blastoise. Oh, no. Still out there on Sandy Hook. If anybody oh. finds it, hit me up, you know. <laughs> you know, the old people that, like, imagine somebody with their metal detector. Oh, man. Finds this relic. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but I always think about that. That was, uh, Funny, funny time, you know, being a kid, stupid, you know, we had well, fun that's, though. That's the thing about it. Like you play with your stuff, even though it was a video game, you played with your video game, like physically <laughs> played with it. Yeah, and man. we were like that too. Like your Game Boy and your video games and stuff. Like that's why I collect Game Boys because physically they're so just pleasing. Like I just, yeah, it just sentimental so many to it. good memories of it. My, yeah, uh, what was that? Oh, for me, I, I remember very vividly that little bendy light that you could plug into your Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. Light. Holy dear, man. You know, when you can't find light, you could finally plan to the covers. Mom thinks you're sleeping. <laughs> it was good. Good times. I uh, used to collect uh, flashlights because I thought they were cool. So I just hold a flashlight in my mouth and then <laughs> point it towards the screen. Oh, that man. works, too. You look like a like a mechanic. Or a- yeah. Yeah, um, I, I could put an entire mag light in there. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> down to your lungs. <laughs> That's talent right there, guys. Yo, deep throat for that. Take squirrel. some notes. <laughs> I uh, so I was so excited to play my first Pokemon game. I picked Charmander, and you know, every single time, just like how you keep hitting yes because you're not paying attention and you just want to get out of that Pokemon Center and you heal your Pokemon through like three times. I hit yes to nicknaming my Charmander and I was like, no, no. Like I was so nervous and I was like, fuck, I fucked it up. What am I going to name it? And I was like, well, what if I name it Charmander? My older brother is like, well, it's going to evolve and it's not going to be a Charmander anymore. And it'll be a Charizard named Charmander. (laughs) And I was like, fuck. So being the smart, cool kid that I was, I just named him Char. In all caps, C-H-A-R, because it would be accurate all three times. There you and, go. Brilliant. And I, in later games, when Fire Red and Leaf Green came out, I, uh, of course, started with Charmander. And in honor of my original little boy, I named uh, that that Charmander Char. Aw. There you go. What a That's a sweet story. story. And if you just deleted every single character and pressed end, it would have just taken it as a, a normal name anyway. I learned that now. <laughs> and it's funny because Char, the second Char, actually, I started breeding that one because it was a good nature. Okay. And there are different friends. I know and he's Carl, your boy. He is, well, he had a son named Sarge. Okay. Who was on my team, who I bred to like IV trained and everything. And then Sarge bred uh, Charmanders that actually ended up with Carl, our good friend. Aww. So Carl has the... Um, the uh, grandson 
of uh of of char a lineage oh, of, of charmanders wow but that's a beautiful story yeah it's so nice that nails got a uh, uh, <laughs> grandson no it's, man uh so we didn't really structure things last time too much we're excited we're learning just like everybody into the world of wonderful Pokemon. So we're going to, yeah, we're still on, we're still on uh, route one. We haven't <laughs> left Pallet town yet. Technically. We just, I don't know where Pallet town is. Help me. <laughs> we we a, just went into the grass and we're, uh, we're feeling out all three starters yet. I just encountered a Weedle. Oh no. Just oh. like in real life. I don't have balls, but to get balls, <laughs> professor Oak is going to like send me on a fucking errand. He's going to make me go get narcotics from the town above. I'm his drug mule. It's bullshit. <laughs> when you think of it like that, no, it's <laughs> it's the custom Pokeball that he ordered. Oh shit, Oak's parcel. Oak's parcel. <laughs> Was oh, it a custom Pokeball? Yeah, yeah, it's the custom Pokeball that he ordered. The GS ball. I'm sure that'll pay off sometime. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, TV and uh, film's greatest mystery. What the GS ball does. I read up on that. It was literally it was supposed to be Celebi. Yeah. But like the movie was timed different. So they were just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Kids will forget about it. <laughs> I never forgot. I never forgot too. it pisses me off still. Yeah, that's where Pokemon lost me. And that's why I'm on this podcast to talk about how much I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Ash's dad was actually in the GS ball. No, oh, no. And it stood for greatest shame <laughs> because he was a distant father who was never there to raise his child. Oh, That's canon now. I made that up. But uh, so let's start go. off with the greatest little boy ever to start a starter of all time. Our good friend Charmander. Yay, Charmander. <laughs> go. What, what are we going <laughs> to? What are we going to say about Charmander? What is there not to say about love Charmander? What about him, you know? Is it his gleaming eyes? The beautiful <laughs> fire from his tail? The shiny chubby skin, little belly? His little belly, you know, those tears that come out of his eyes? I love the fact that he's two feet tall and weighs 18.7 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, like a solid, that's like a solid baby, though, but with a fire tail. Could you imagine just like holding this cute little Charmander, like oh you're so so cute, and then like just being burnt your entire body because of his tail? Uh, to be fair, I love Charmander the best. He is, uh, I feel like he is the most adorable starter. Uh, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I feel like I always liked his his little uh, Charmander voice. Um, and I hated the fact that when he evolved, I was the most psyched as a little boy, and he turned out to be a giant asshole. So <laughs> <laughs> he oh. did. But so I looked through. So his uh, Japanese name is. Does anybody want to? I think Peter, you pronounced them last time. So <laughs> yeah, I, no, poorly. But it, it, this one's pretty easy. It's a uh, Hitokage, right? Whoa. Which is uh, Japanese for fire lizard, which is pretty interesting because um, uh, Charmeleon's name in Japanese is just lizard. <laughs> Actually, it's Lizardo. And I'm oh, like, is it? Oh, yeah, it's Lizardo. And I'm like, they totally got that from English. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. And then Lizardon for Charizard. 
Is it really? Oh my god, Lizardon. Lizardon. He's the That's Don. He's, lame. He's, he's the yeah. Don of lizards. Exactly. <laughs> Where's my money? <laughs> oh my god. I'm a Ron. <laughs> Paparona. Um, yeah, the only thing I really have to say uh, about Charmander until uh, I'm given the okay to go into uh, folklore is <laughs> that um, when I was like Rugrats age and still wearing like pull-up uh, diapers and like uh, little overalls, I, I, w- I was in the backyard and I found a little salamander. And I wanted to keep him as a pet forever and ever. And I put him in my diaper and oh. he, he, uh, oh he, got, he, got, he got smothered and he died. And that's how I learned that things can die. <laughs> you massive <laughs> hog. <laughs> oh Your giant God. donger took a life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think it was my, uh, my, my tiny little pancake butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's real sad. Yeah. And you can go into folklore whenever you'd like, especially if it's not the most recent, but the last Taylor Swift album folklore. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, congratulations, Taylor Swift. She just came out with a second album in this year. By the way, we pre-recorded these episodes, so you'll be like, I know, I've been listening to it. We'll back the <laughs> fuck off. Peter, talk about folklore. <laughs> okay. So uh, Charmander is obviously a uh, salamander with a, a, a flaming tail, right? And I've always been very curious as to why salamanders uh, that couldn't stand the heat of my uh, my butt crack uh, <laughs> were always represented by fire in uh, folklore and also in, in Pokemon counts. Um, so I looked into that. Um, the first surviving account of a salamander was by Pliny the Elder, who uh, was alive in the year 23. That's when he was born. And uh, he cited uh, false... Uh, facts from Aristotle from 384 BC was when he was born. Um, Basically, what it boils down to is that people thought that salamanders were um, fireproof and could create fires because they would throw logs onto their uh, burning flames inside their houses and the salamanders would just be chilling in those logs and then be just running out of them because they didn't want to burn alive. And people were like, oh, look at these lizards just jumping out of the fire. Well, they must be fireproof. Um, the logic. So over the years, it's been uh, written down in several uh, like bio textbooks over the years. Like kids throughout the ages would learn that um, – the blood of a, a salamander could uh, make you uh, uh, resistant to flame or that a salamander could create a enduring seven-year fire. Um, uh, what else does it say here? Um, Leonardo da Vinci uh, would say in uh, some of his writings that salamanders – have, uh, that's what he would say. That's what he would say. Uh, and when is the pizza going to be here? Mm-hmm. 
uh, that salamanders have no digestive organs and can only sustain themselves and their scales through fire, and that the only way to kill a salamander would be to lock it in a box so that its own poisonous breath would suffocate it. Oh my god. Yo, being a salamander must be fucking crazy. (laughs) Everybody's expectations for you. So, yeah. uh, Salamanders... are, are, are nuts. Uh, there have been like several family crests with salamanders on them. Um, uh, another thing is that um, I guess some salamanders can secrete a mild toxin through their flesh so that they're also very much related in history to poison. Uh, so the other sal- uh, salamander Pokemon I can think of is uh, Salazzle. Mm-hmm. which is also a poison type. So it, it, it makes sense. Um, apparently uh, a salamander's bite in uh, folklore would uh, cause your flesh to swell and explode. <laughs> Holy. And that if it was found on a tree, that that tree would be poisonous and all of the fruits that bore from that tree would be poisonous to the extent that if you touched it or ate its fruit, you would die. So these people would see like a bear in the woods and they'd be like, oh, hey, dog. <laughs> and then like they'd see a salamander and they'd be like, well, we got to set our home on fire and move. <laughs> don't don't touch it too harshly or it'll set this bitch on fire for the next seven <laughs> years. It'll jizz poison out of its back and kill our whole bloodline. Yeah. But, uh, and then, and then final, the final uh, thing from salamanders I have to say is that apparently uh, travelers to, to China in the, the early days would present uh, robes to, to the royalty. Uh, and they said, this is woven from salamander hair and it is never going to catch on fire. And they'd be like, oh, man, like, yeah, of course, salamanders. Um, <laughs> it was woven from asbestos. So. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Charmander gives you mesothelioma. <laughs> yeah. Please, Please contact 1-800-MESOPHELIOMA for your uh, lawsuit yeah. earnings. <laughs> what is it? Papa something in sons. So, yeah. Um, I, I was... Uh, I was very uh, interested to read all of this, and it gives me a better understanding of our our pal uh, Charmander with the little flame on his tail. Um, And I'll never look at him the same way again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that book report. That was very informative. I learned so much. Yeah, I was very excited. Thank you. I was very excited to, uh, to share that. Damn. Um, like my facts that I found that I thought was pretty interesting, uh, was just that the original Charmander Sprite had spikes on his back. <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah. And I always thought it was weird because the Charmander and Charmeleon, all the sprites looked a little goofy, especially cause you were getting like the, the POV view, uh, the POV <laughs> of the trainer. You're looking from behind and you're like, yeah, yeah. girl. And, uh, yeah, he had spikes on his back and he was one of the earliest Pokemon designed. Um, and his original design looks goofy as hell. Like he was like short and fat. He looked like 
I don't know, like a Digimon or some crap, but it, I don't know. It, it's just, you can tell it was like really early in the process. So they took his spikes off to make him look a little bit more, you know, friendly to the kids. Huggable. Huggable, Huggable for sure. And speaking of huggable and how kissable, <laughs> Charmander cards. We're, let's go through the cards. So I know we've all discussed. Uh, Val, do you have a favorite uh, Charmander card? Is there a Charmander card worth noting? Or oh, oh man, um, from the e-reader starter decks. If you're familiar with those, it's a Japanese variant. Artwork was later released in the e-reader sets, mm-hmm. but um. There is one particular Charizard where it looks like the artist was just on an acid trip. You know, <laughs> the colors and the lines, Charmander, it just looks like, you know, if you, if you lick the vile plume and looked at your Charmander, <laughs> that, that's what you were going to see. But Sounds I wish like I could pull it up for you, but uh, you could I definitely mean, take a look and find it. What we're going to do, too, is when this episode airs, I'm going to collect all of the art. So we'll have a companion. You can go to the daycare dittos Instagram. I imagine you'll have those cards up as well. I mean, just go to uh, rocket hideout and that'll be tagged just to see the art because my favorite thing about Pokemon cards is the art and you get so many different little artist representations. So, and you expect like the biggest thing is Craig again, bringing up Craig of Craig stuff collected dragon ball Z cards. Uh, Dragon Ball Z cards were big during Pokemon, like when Pokemon cards were still out. But the art was literally just screen caps of the episodes. Yeah, I I recently came into possession of a couple of uh, Dragon Ball Z cards. And uh, they're cool to have, but... um, but yeah, their 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 art is just what I've been looking at. You know, it's it's not playful or a, a, a new take on a beloved character. It's just me seeing future Trunks and and dreaming about him again and again and again. <laughs> oh man, that battle with Frieza. Oh man, is that's just it's too much. I can't think about it right now. I'm on, I'm live right now. You know. Yeah. I've never I've never watched. Uh, I only made it up to Raditz in Dragon Ball Z, but I'm looking at the tiny Krillin on my desk, <laughs> who I greatly appreciate without watching the show. I mean, Krillin's the strongest human by uh, by a large margin. I have to I have to figure so. Um. So more things. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything to say about Charmander before we move on? Yeah, I'm biased. I like my man be, um, Bulbasaur. So like Charmander to me was kind of like one of those popular kids that like is the bully and beats up everybody. And I'm just like, I was never about Charmander. I mean, if you were a Bulbasaur girl, then uh, your rival would have been a a Charmander boy. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I I don't know. I guess I feel like since I, since I really felt so bad for the underdog Bulbasaur, I was like, man, Charmander's so overrated. Charizard is so overrated. I'm going to have like, vibe with this really ugly poisonous toad and see where it gets me <laughs> <laughs> well as, as we as we discussed last episode this is uh charmander was hard mode according yeah. to some resources when it comes to playing the game but yeah i guess when it comes to playing as bulbasaur it really pins charmander against you it sure does yeah 
And like, you know, I mentioned earlier that I never played the the original game. I mean, I only played like Let's Go Eevee and, you know, the more recent render, uh, renders of, um, you know, the original game. But, you know, I've always been true to my Bulbasaur. <laughs> and every time I would have to face uh, like a Charizard or, or a Charmander. And it's just, I don't know, like I have this sort of bias toward him where I'm just like, he's a bully. The heat goes up. <laughs> yeah, literally, the heat goes up. He's cute, though. Charmander's cute. And I got to say, oh. like Charizard X... Or or why whichever one has the the black and blue mega evolution yeah oh, epic man. yeah that is an epic looking Pokemon right there I believe it was Aristotle that said X gonna give it to you <laughs> <laughs> fuck what you heard it's what you're hearing um we we actually didn't discuss Charmander in the the anime well I did learn when I was researching that there was a point where Charmander had evolved to both Charmeleon and Charizard in the anime but there was some sort of mix up in, in like the Japanese rendering of the shows as they came to, to America and they aired another uh, episode with Ch- uh, Charmander in it after he had already evolved to Charizard and it really confused everybody who was watching the anime in, in, in order because it really disrupted the continuity of like the evolution chain. And it was kind of like, oh, uh, so wait, is this a flashback episode? Like, what's going on here? Like, is, Char- is Charmander not a Charizard? Like, are we just like, are yeah, we on a massive trip or out. something? Or <laughs> it <laughs> like, bugged me out. Here? I remember that. It was the episode where they're in like the tundra in the snow and there's like a big blizzard and the Pokemon get separated and they have to live on their own. I don't think I've ever seen that episode. I've I've just heard tale. It's depressing because they're literally like in a snow drift and they all gather around Charmander's tail and they're like, we never get found. And Squirtle's like, I don't need anybody. I'll fucking kick your ass. (laughs) And then like Bulbasaur's like, no, we must be together. Like Bulbasaur's the, like the uncle Iroh of the group. But that's, we talked about before how Bulbasaur is the brave, earnest, honest character charmander is so interesting because he is really the bully and the uh bad guy out of all their characters he always is beating up ash but in the beginning he's a young abused child yeah yeah Yeah. so we first see charmander in um the episode i know i put it down here somewhere it's i think it's called like tale of uh, the stray pokemon and he was left alone, right? Like he, his trainer told him to to wait for him. And he was so loyal. Uh huh. And he waited, and then his trainer never came back, and like abandoned him. He said he had no room for weak Pokemon, so he left the Charmander in the rain, and he said like I don't care if he dies. And Ash tries to kick this guy's ass, but as we know, Ash fucking sucks. But he goes and Charmander's just laying there with a leaf over its tail trying to keep the flame alive and they rescue him and bring him back to life. And yeah. he's, uh, he joins the, the squad. I mean, that's kind of like the second most heartbreaking episode that I uh, I recall. And I just get, I, I've always been so nervous of uh, any water near my, my boy Charmander's tail. <laughs> Well, the Pokedex entries are all basically like, if its flame goes out, that bitch is dead. (laughs) (laughs) If he's got a robust flame, then he's got a big heart. (laughs) Oh, man. My, again, I always pick my, uh, I actually didn't pick one for Charmeleon or Charizard. I think I failed. Oh, wait, no, I did. Um, But my favorite Pokedex entry, and 
Pokemon Stadium, I don't know what they were doing. There was probably like the N64 team that they were like, our fucking turn. We're making shit up. <laughs> and so this is my sick, sick uh, Pokedex entry for Pokemon Stadium. Even the newborns have flaming tails, which like uh, your mother's. <laughs> <laughs> unfamiliar with fire babies are said to accidentally burn themselves <laughs> oh no what a brutal dex entry um, I, I love stadium me too i love the mini games um oh my god one of the first times i went over my girlfriend's uh, brother's house they were having a hard time with pokemon stadium too and I was like, step aside, amateurs. <laughs> and I just absolutely, like, just raffle stomp, like, the, the the next, like, couple of battles. And they just watched me with, like, uh, like starstruck eyes. Uh, her, her brother and her brother's best friend, because they were, like, I guess, stoned and, like, watched, uh, like, trying to pokemon stadium too and and failing at it because they didn't know like same type attack bonuses and and shit like that val i heard you uh pokemon stadium oh yes. yeah let oh man <clears throat> first i just want to hear your favorite mini game for me it was the metapod and kakuna oh Arnold yeah Arden. absolutely i was absolutely. so good at that <laughs> that was it my was favorite. like i mean Later on in life, I became really into rhythm games, specifically DDR. And I, I feel like uh, Metapod, uh, Kakuna, I don't even know the name of the, the game. Uh, it's like Harden Bad. Yeah, Harden. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harden. Um, no, it, sure. it got me good at uh, perfectly timed button presses. Yeah. So. Oh, man, Much like game. becoming a, an adult performer, it just taught you how to get hard at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can you get a bachelor's degree in that? Holy shit. I, I don't do. think so. Oh, yeah, but Peter one? did. Peter I'm did. impressed. I am too. Always it kind of brings me to my favorite Pokedex entry for Charmander. I'm in debt. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. So from Leaf Green, the Pokedex entry is, it has a preference for hot things. I mean... Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. That means. Yeah. And Dave, then it says, you know, spicy food. Mm, mm, that's a good point. But then it says, when it rains, steam is said to sprout from the tip of its tail. So he gets steamy from the tip of his tail, guys. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> I could see um, that turning X rated real quick. <laughs> I have wow. something else I forgot about. And this is something I was supposed to talk about last time. Do you guys know that IGN. Uh, famous gaming website had a top 100 Pokemon listing where people would around the world would vote and they got a ranking of top 100 Pokemon. I believe this was around XY time. So it was Pikachu. It's got no, Pikachu. no, huh? but this is the thing we can rank the Pokemon that we've coming across. So I didn't say this before, but going back to uh, last episode, it's out of 100. Bulbasaur is the 52nd most popular Pokemon. Okay. Uh, halfway. Not bad. Ivysaur, 78. Kind of impressed. That's yes. Wow. 100. Venusaur, 15th. Really? Wow. Yeah, really? Right? I was impressed. Charmander. My ugly boy. <laughs> Charmander, 37. Okay. Oh, wow. 
Um, and I think I'm trying to go through my notes to see, are we all good with Char Charmander? The only other thing I have to say is that in the uh, comic, instead of somebody leaving the Pokemon behind because they wanted it to die and it was too weak, they got hurt and went to the hospital and Ash just stole the Pokemon. He was like, oh, nobody wants this. It's mine then. Oh, uh, wow. And, uh, the only, that, the only know, other thing I have to say about Charmander is that in the anime, I mean, obviously these Pokemon have voice actors, right? I never thought about this. Charmander is voiced by a, a guy named Michael Hagney. Oh, who also, Hags. Yeah, who also does the voice of Psyduck and coughing. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder how they filmed that. Did they just get one sample of them saying, you know, like, char coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning, <laughs> Sarah makes me a coffee and comes into the room and says coffee every single morning it's literally so true. every morning it's so good every morning that happens oh, that's, that's my beautiful. life i mean uh, in, in avatar the last airbender uh appa and momo are the same voice actor too are they ah, that's so yeah. interesting and i think he also does pabu in oh, Korra. Yeah. Korra. yeah and um uh, i mean uh Whatever Cora's uh, polar bear dog is, he does all the 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 animals pretty much. Uh, the guy who voices Brock voices Kaiba in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh, really? The guy who voices Brock, early Brock. I don't know if it's changed. Also does early James and Charmeleon. Nice, nice. Uh, that's a little bit. The only other thing I have to say is that uh, Charmander goes from having three to four fingers consistently all the way up until black and white when they decided <laughs> that he should have three. No, um, all right, so he can still give a middle finger. <laughs> he sure can. Before he like when he's making a fist, you got to imagine if he has that that imaginary fuck you up. Um, so now we're at level Charmeleon. We've reached level 16. We have evolved. Um, IGN has rated Charmeleon 33rd out of 100. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. We already said it's Lizardo at a three foot seven inches and a 41.9 pounds. Standing in the red corner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And let's say, let's, uh, Val, you've been quiet. So I want you to talk about your favorite Charmeleon card. I have mine in my head. Let's see if it's the same. You got anything good? Oh, man, for me, you know, there are a lot of Charmeleon cards out there, but the most iconic is uh, Shadowless Charmeleon just because, you know, one, the art is just superb. You know, every time I look at it, it hits that nostalgia. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it really brings me back. And two, because back in 2016, when I first, you know, started getting into the TCG a little bit more. The one card that was always at the top of the eBay list was Charmeleon. For, uh, Shadowless Charmeleon was going for $1,000. What? It was just like, I think, a big meme. You know, people were just obviously trying to gas it up. But there was actually a lot of forums around then, too, you know, trying to gas up the prices of a Shadowless Charmeleon, explaining the rarity. And it just goes to show, you know, some people really do believe anything they hear. And, you know, purchases were made, you know, regrets, I'm sure. Holy shit. But uh, aside from that, you know, honestly, if I had to pick one Charmeleon, it would have to be from Rocket. 
you know, yes. dark Charmeleon. Yeah. That is Best the, one. I was just looking at him right now. He is know, so cool. Yeah, forgive me if I butcher the name, but I think it's Kagemaru Himeno. She, uh, she, uh, she's like, you know, from the TCG, you had Mitsuhiro Arita, Ken Sigamori, and Kagemaru Himeno. And to me, those three artists represent the base set Pokemon. Mm-hmm. In in essence, you know, you had, I guess, two men and one and one woman working on the team, and they wanted to embody, you know, the three different personalities and art styles that they had, essentially with, you know, the base set starters, and ultimately, when you look at the three starters, you know, you have Charmeleon, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle each having their own respective strengths and weaknesses moving forward. Some, you know, as you said, Charmander was the hard mode, which I do believe is true. He actually has the lowest base stats out of all the three starters. <clears throat> and uh, I feel like, you know, Pokemon, they're just trying to get the kids ready. You know, you got to make tough decisions in life. It's either gonna, you're going to bump your road in the beginning and smooth out, or smooth road followed by you know, struggles and difficulties later on. A and lot of sleep powder. A <laughs> lot of sleep powder, man. But, it, it, uh, really, it really doesn't help that Misty is so freaking hard. Oh, my God, especially. And Brock, oh, man, I had to get my Pidgey up to, like, level 16, you know, just to beat I mean, that guy. Yeah, it's Brock, – Brock takes some time, but, like, Misty is almost uh, – is almost like un- unbeatable. Like I, I, I've I've been playing um, Red and Blue over and over and over again, just uh, in these three uh, starters, just trying to to beat the game uh, with just. Um, I mean, last time it was uh, Bulbasaur. This time it's uh, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard. Oh, and, good luck. <laughs> uh, I just. You know, I beat Misty, but I kind of gave up also because um, I forgot to talk to Bill after going to his house. So that meant the the guard was still in front of the the oh the doorway, the doorway couldn't, couldn't travel. And I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna throw Charmeleon at this uh, this babe over and over and over again, and there's yeah, like. You know, my mega punches weren't hitting. I was crit every single uh, time. I was oh, missing yeah. all the time. Oh, I'm having PTSD right now. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes luck's not on your side. And I thought, you know, I was always led to believe that eventually um, Charmander would be, uh, you know, all right. But like Misty <laughs> is just such a hard wall. And uh, I, it made me really believe that that Charmander is hard mode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but in turn, because you train your Pokemon so much more just to beat Misty, everything else, you know, kind of it plateaus there and it's smooth sailing. Or for me, I was always, I was always really worried because there was a guy who um, told you what the badges did, and um, he would oh, say, "Oh, you need the you need the Cerulean badge for Pokemon level thirty or over." And I was like, "Oh man, I can't train my Pokemon over thirty, or else 
Yeah. Or else well, they're not going to love me anymore. That That is a perfect segue. This is something I didn't read in the notes, but I put in. Talking about Charmeleon, I thought it was really interesting because as we know, the anime, the manga, and the game are all kind of separate storylines. The traditional manga follows the game a little bit closer, and there was an anime that was made to follow the original game. Uh, what was that called? Origins? I think. Yeah. Um, but I think. Sounds so really good. Ash, Ash's Charmander becomes a Charmeleon, as we discussed. And at that point, it becomes an asshole. It's constantly blasting fire into Ash's face. It doesn't yep. listen to him. It Friggin falls asleep bonehead. all the time. Constantly um, making Ash wear blackface. Yeah. it's. <laughs> I never thought about that. Uh, but. Yeah, so this was an incredible way where the anime basically showed a game mechanic where if you get a Pokemon that is above <laughs> the level um, for your badge, above your trainer experience, basically, um, it won't listen to you. And that is even more the case when it's a traded Pokemon in the games. Yeah, it's only if it's a traded Pokemon, because if oh. you're the if you're the original trainer, it doesn't matter. They'll always obey you. I, I didn't know that. So, yeah, so this was a technically a traded Pokemon. Ash yeah, because Ash was not the original trainer. It becomes a Charmeleon. His first really evolved Pokemon, other than Butterfree, who I don't, I can't talk about that right now, but. Um, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he didn't listen to him. And I thought that was, I always thought that was cool because that's game mechanics uh, brought into a storyline. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I always liked it when they brought the the game mechanics into the anime. Like, you never really see Ash like shooting Pikachu with a potion right in his, his injured face. But like, there's a couple of times where like, like you, you don't even see it that much in the later seasons either. Like when he he takes the Pokeball from his belt and it like grows a little bit bigger, and you see like the the animation from the ball. Um, you know, he'll go to the, like a Mart and pick up a potion because uh, Pikachu is hurt. Like, I, I think you kind of lose that over the, the years, but I, I always liked it when they brought the game mechanics into the anime. Um, something I liked about the manga is when Blue's Charmeleon fucking murders Koga's Arbok. Oh, yeah. I have never read the anime, but I, I, I think that one's a... Uh, a big one when people bring up uh, how how harsh the <laughs> manga you, is. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Yep. They got them at Zaps, I think. Uh, they sure do. We have a uh, yeah. They now collect the first three into a book. Sarah, I can show you in our bedroom. There is the first volume. Um, yeah. So they're in Pokemon Tower. No. And Blue is trying to get through to Team Rocket. Koga is working with Team Rocket. Sends out his Arbok. And literally decapitates it. Charmeleon decapitates Arbok. It was very brutal. So later they actually retconned it. Um, I didn't know about this. I didn't read this far. When they get to Koga's gym, he sends out the Arbok and they it gets its tail cut off and it regenerates. And he's oh like, God. as long as Arbok's head is intact, the top of its head, it can always regenerate. So, so they, Yeah. So they... they uh, they retconned it because they realized it was super violent. But you know what they couldn't retcon? That time Bulbasaur squeezed a zombie uh, Psyduck and its fucking eyeballs fell out of its skull. 
What? <laughs> Same <laughs> issue of that. Because you know how they're like, oh, the the ghosts are showing up and they're like making the dead Pokemon walk and they just show up as like ghastlies and haunters in that game. But uh, in the <laughs> manga, it's literally people's dead Pokemon coming to life and them having to fight the husks of like decaying bodies. It's metal. I recommend you read it. Yeah, it sure is. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll show you right after that. I always loved the uh, lavender tower and all those uh, ladies screaming. Oh, the channelers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great it's bedtime bastards. story. I'm with it. One of them just says it fell out. I don't I don't know what that means. My baby. <laughs> My water broke. Um, <laughs> so uh, then Charmeleon, let's say you're Charmeleon and you're really mad at an Aerodactyl because you can't kick its ass and chase it. Or you're level 36. It's time you become IGN's number one most popular Pokemon. Yeah. The only reason to collect Pokemon cards if you are wearing Yeezys and have a Supreme <laughs> hat on. We got Charizard, Lizardon, 5'7", <laughs> yes. and a 200-pounder. Now, it, it, it says 200 pounds, but I've heard in other places that he's 199.5 pounds, so... Oh, I rounded up, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you guys know that Charizard's cry is the same as Rhyhorn? Yes. I think they only they only recently changed it, I think, in the in the very late, late games, I think, in yeah, X and Y. They're trying to retcon them to be a little bit more different, but there's a lot of first-gen Pokemon that um, nowadays sound like a, a computer was taking a, a pee. Yes, but the reason for that is because there wasn't enough like space on the original games to have every 150 Pokemon to have their own cry. Yeah, those original games are just a a miracle that they even work. Right. Programming wizards, that Shigeru Miyamoto guy, to make gold. Did we discuss that? We we talked about that in the first. I think it's uh, Iwata. Oh, was it Iwata? Yeah. I don't know if Shigeru Miyamoto has ever even known what a Pokemon is. <laughs> oh, I got I got a good one here. Go for Go it. Go for oh, it. We got to talk because this is the main reason. I mean, Val, you know Pokemon. You love Pokemon. But if you're talking Pokemon cards, you got to talk Charizard. Yeah, Charizard is the uh, the Black Lotus of the Pokemon world, you know, in reference to magic. We could say, you know, everybody yeah. wants one. No, I've always wanted one, a base set Charizard. I always thought that they would like people would stop caring about Pokemon and I could pick one up for cheap. But nope, Logan Paul had to just drop into the picture. I always hated him, but I hate him even more now. (laughs) You know, you know, it's funny that he jumps in with this guy, collectibles guru, who is you know notorious for being in the Bitcoin community. And what did we learn from Bitcoin? You know, with that big pump and dump we had. You know, as soon as this crypto guy gets into the Pokemon community, we have this big pump and dump. You know, I don't know if it was intentional, but aside from that. I I love that pump and dump. Pump and dump. (laughs) Oh, by the way, back to what I was saying. Uh, Yeah, Iwata was the one who fixed Pokemon Gold. But Shigeru Miyamoto, Shigeru is the original name of your rival in the Japanese game because he was seen as the rival uh to um the pokemon team originally 
even okay. though he was the one oh, who really inspired them and gave them a shot, but they made him the rival because they basically always strive to be better and create new games and stuff. So that's why he was. So Gary Oak is basically Shigeru Miyamoto. Okay. Oh man. But uh, just back to this interesting, yes. interesting yeah. here. For the Pokedex uh, entry from Emerald generation three uh, reads a Charizard flies about in search of strong opponents. It breathes intense flames that can melt any material. However, it will never touch a weaker foe. You know, you got Charmander, this weak little Pokemon, going into this uncontrollable adolescent and then into this wise and majestic dragon that spews steam from its tail. You know, it's uh, it's like a beautiful love story. I mean, <laughs> maybe not, but... That's how uh, I see it. I'm in love right now. <laughs> I love that. Char- Charizard is uh, obviously the the one that people look at. You know, Pikachu. I mean, he's like the the mascot. He he's the the cutesy wootsy boy. But um, I mean, Charizard is when you say, "All right, this is not baby corner over here. This is." Uh, this is where the men come and uh, they battle their dragons against each other. And uh, this is for, for keepsies and anybody could die at any moment in this uh, duel of fates. Um, <laughs> I remember the, the original uh, trading card game commercials where uh, a vicious Beedrill comes uh, comes off the bench and they're like, oh, how is he going to combat that Beedrill? And then Charizard comes front and center. Big and fucking dragon. Smashes the opponent. <laughs> and like, t- I think there's tears. I think somebody like, you know, takes a takes a knife and cuts off a finger. It's just, it's just brutal. Um, you have dishonored my family and they dive off a bridge. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I remember as a, a, a kid, I had a friend over cause he was bringing uh, super smash brothers to the house. Good and friend. We, we, we played all day. And then he, he also brought his Pokemon card collection. He had two Charizards to his name. And uh, I was just like watching my my eyes come out of my head. I was just like, oh, my God, they're in front of me. And that friend grew up to be Elon Musk. Yes. Elon. <laughs> so he, he went home. He said, I'm missing a Charizard. Your brother stole him from me. And I was like, That's not funny. only did, like my brother does not care about pokemon that much and we don't we don't steal apparently he had lost it within the cushions of his mom's minivan oh psa 10 he yeah (laughs) (laughs) he he didn't find it until like a month later but he didn't talk to me for that entire month and i eventually had to give him my uh dark charizard to to, to to, uh, to make up for uh, to make it up to him. Do you yeah. want to dox him right now and say his name? <laughs> oh shit! I'm just kidding. He's a lawyer now, so I'm not oh. going to do it. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't wait till this podcast is super famous and everyone kicks his ass. <laughs> no, he, no, oh, he was he was a good friend later on too. Uh, you know, 
it 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 all evened out. Water under the bridge. Yeah. You know, like it's so interesting too because like even though I, I'm not really a fan of Charizard, like Dave and I started daycare dittos just because you know that's how we kind of bonded. You know, when we met each other and what what have you. But then it evolved into like this whole big thing where it's like we need to find a Charizard card because we don't really have a legitimate one. I wish yeah. I had my dark Charizard still. I really like that guy. I like the Team Rocket set. I have someone at my parents' house somewhere too. Can't find my dark Charizard somewhere. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So like I know I, uh, which is so interesting. I love organizing things. And when Dave and I moved in together, he had all these po- Pokemon cards, and I had a bunch too. And you know they were all in this box, like unorganized, and just like I was, I was just having a conniption i'm like i need to organize these things and like once oh. i was able to organize them by type and everything i'm like we don't have a charizard how is that possible we oh, have like rough. thousands of cards almost and like we don't have a charizard so we started this thing in our day- daycare ditto's instagram you know and we would open packs and just like hunt for a charizard and we finally found one and i think the reaction is priceless and even though i'm not a big fan of charizard I was the first one to pull one <laughs> and it felt like I was like, it was like the proudest moment of my life. I'm like, yeah, I pulled a Charizard card. Let's get it. <laughs> are there, are there pull rates? Is there a reason Charizard is because like us wanting to get a Charizard and realizing we don't have Charizard is not just a, an us thing, I believe. Val. So the I pull think- rate Charizards, are they crazy every time? Uh, not necessarily, you know, um, with the original base set booster box, the odds I think were one in 33. So you were at most times guaranteed one in the box, but you know, back then being a kid, you know, $4 was a lot for a pack, but, uh, with these newer generations, uh, for example, champions path, you had the shiny V Charizard, the pull rate, I believe is one in 250 packs. And the Oof. rainbow rare was one and three hundred and twenty-four packs. <clears throat> so, f- from a financial aspect, you are much better off just purchasing the card outright. You know, yeah. in Did the secondary market. I actually I pulled three Charizards, two shiny Vs, and one rainbow from. Whoa! Yeah, crazy. But um. Whoa, don't slap your balls on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) We all appreciate uh, Charizard in our own way. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I thought I muted myself. (laughs) He's got a steamy steamy tail over there. (laughs) Oh, man. But in a sense, you know, Charizard has done a lot for the community. You know, it bonded people together, you know, with trades. And now in today's market, you're seeing Charizard act as an investment platform for younger generations in order to build their wealth in the future. Obviously, I'm 100% against scalping. And if you go to Walmart and buy out all the Pokemons, uh, Pokemon cards, you can go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> That's right. I don't want to pay three times for what Pokemon is selling, you know, $20 box for $70, $80. You know, the supply and demand of it is a little weary, especially today. You know, people are reaching out. They want that nostalgia, but when they can't get it, you know, when you put a man to the corner, is he going to jump off or is he going to fight back? And I think we got to fight back. <laughs> um, so from like the retail standpoint of this, 
all cards right now are, are impossible to get. So sports cards even. Coming out of quarantine, people are getting really into hobbies again. Yeah, and collectibles. So many people are going into Pokemon because they see it as an investment. This is something that happened with comics, with all the MCU movies really kicking off. It moved over to Funko Pops, and all these people, they're basically just jumping from one thing to the next. People are hopping over from Funko Pops or hopping over from sneakers. Um, today, I had somebody who was looking to buy Pokemon cards. They spent around over $100, $120, and at the end, they were like, well, what's that Mew from? And I'm like, oh, it was like a promo for a movie, uh, one of the movies. And he's like, Pokemon has a movie? Oh, my <laughs> And I, I was like, yeah, they got like 30. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that an ancient Mew or? Ancient yeah. Mew. Yeah, I saw yeah. it there. They had a sealed one. Well, you do. Yeah. And uh, it's just things like that. Like people come up and they, they want to complete their base sets and are asking questions about Pokemon and like just very basic stuff that they're, you know, they've never played the game. They've never watched the show. They're just... Uh, just they just think they are what they are people didn't someone else didn't know there was a show today like it's it's interesting oh, come on they came and bought a pack they're like that pack's 15 dollars now it's one of the older ones we're like yeah it's it's that and he's like oh i want it then and i'm like cool what are you trying to pull from it and he's like oh, i don't know it's 15 dollars though so it must be good and I'm like, i mean to be fair when i when i buy a pack i'm just buying it like on a whim i don't know you know since uh I mean, there was uh, base set, uh, jungle, fossil, rocket, and then uh, I don't know if there was any in between there. But then, like, it, it all tails off to me. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything after that. And only recently did like you know going back to Zap. I don't know what I'm buying when I buy a booster pack. I don't know what's going to be in there. If I pull something, I mean. When something looks shiny to me, it's so much more shiny than it used to be. And I'm like, this could either be a million dollars or like 20 cents. I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, it's like sometimes I open it up and I'm more excited about the uh, uncommon uh, Tangrowth than yeah. you know, Pokemon EX, GX, V, whatever. I remember on one of my birthdays, Justin came by and he gave me a pack of cards and he's like, we're going to find out what your spirit Pokemon is. <laughs> That's beautiful. I remember that. That was fun. And he, he was like, uh, you know, what, like the third card that you draw or something is going to be your spirit Pokemon. And it was something like, uh, like Duskull. And I was like, I, f I don't care about Duskull, but. <laughs> oh, man. But he's my spirit Pokemon now. So that was the thing. Sick. Yeah, there was a whole thing with that, and you had to like play a full game with just that Pokemon. Mine yeah. ended up being Larvitar. No, it wasn't oh, Duskull. It was it was Banet. Oh, Banet rules oh, Banet's though. Banet's yeah. I can't wait. Banet is like the child abduction horror Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty good, but he's uh, you know, yeah. he's like. You know, he's just like a, a he's, he's an attacker, pure ghost type, or something yeah. like that. So Charizard gets the preferential treatment because even more than Pikachu, Pokemon uh, Pokemon's poster boy for like everything is is Charizard because even before it was as big as it is now, people didn't say like, "Oh, my kid just wants the Pikachu cards." They want 
which car uh my kid wants something called a gx my kid wants something called an ex they want the one with the most attack power they want the one with the most this and they know that charizard is the favorite and the tough guy of the pokemon world and that's why he has two mega evolutions an x and a y which is only shared by mewtwo who has an x and a y mega evolution and a gigantamax form but not only that, they also switched his shiny form, which was purple. I thought it was awesome. Purple and green, purple. which people say it was the Barney colors. The Barney. Uh, <laughs> and they switched it over to black and red to make it even tougher. And I guess like really fit that tough guy leather jacket of Pokemon. Definitely did it right there. Black Charizard. I, I miss the purple. He's I mean, be it as a may, like I, I'm Charizard is not my first pick, but he's a damn cool looking Pokemon, especially that Mega Charizard X. Oof. Yeah, standing I mean, at ninety something feet. That's a big boy. Ninety one. I don't even remember him being purple. I had to look it up. Yeah, Gen two. Yeah. Gen two, he's all purple, and then Gen three, he went to black and red, which actually looks really nice. But the purple, I don't know, brings brings me back to my Barney days. It's kind of nostalgia for me. Yeah, I mean, I could sing a lot of those songs still. Yes. <laughs> Other things about Charizard um, from those shiny forms, there is a spider called the Chili Cola Charizard that uh, a doctor, Spencer K. Munchkin, the scientist responsible, discovered this spider was a devout Pokemon fan. And as a um, homage to the founder of Pokemon and its origins in his bug collecting days named it after Charizard. So you can technically catch a Charizard in real life. Yeah, but it's a bug. Wait, yeah. uh, it was it, a spider you said? Yes, I believe it was a spider. Yeah, because no, I, I, I was like, I thought it was like some sort of like hornet or something. Like yeah, that. I, I, I researched bee. It was a bee. That's it. In Chile. Yeah. I'm good. Like, no thanks. I'm like deathly allergic to bees, so I'm. Uh, you can keep that Charizard. <laughs> yeah, it's a Chil- Chilean bee. You're also deathly allergic to being lit on fire, so it. <laughs> good point. But if I don't piss off a Charizard or a Charmander, I should be good, right? I think so. Other fun facts: Ash's Charizard is OP and has the most moves shown. Yeah. Knows the most moves out of all Pokemon that appear in the anime. And he actually made up a move where he like combines two of them together too, right? Made, he made seismic toss incredible. Yeah. All around the world. I remember, yeah, I remember the seismic toss uh, versus Blaine that like, yeah, Magmar. Uh, yeah. as a kid, I was just like, oh, this is the best Pokemon episode. I remember a uh, phenomenal fire spin and fire blast as well. Fire blast. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that. You know what? That symbol that comes out for Fire Blast is actually the Chinese character for big. You know, I guess. Yes. They want to let you know it's it's a big blast. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Sometimes you gotta telegraph how big it is. Even in Gen One, I think Fire Blast has the best uh, sprite animation too, because you still get that big on the screen that uh like uh sort of what like x with the little pointer on the top yep yep x gonna x gonna give it to you as uh, aristotle said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh only other thing that i found 
that was pretty interesting. I don't know if this was on purpose, most likely not, but it's something that they really kept up. Um, Ash's Charizard uh, may be the first uh, trans or non-gender conforming Pokemon. Yes, I did read that as well. What? fascinating that every time they discuss Charizard um, in the show, they've always steered clear of using a pronoun, and they always call it Charizard or them, even up until the later episodes. And there's even an episode where there is a romance between that uh, Ash's Charizard and another Charizard that is said to be a female. But even in that, they still never... They refrain from gendering Ash's Charizard as anything, which I think is pretty cool because they do give genders to Ash's Pokemon. Most of them, I believe, are male. Um, But I mean, they, of course, what we said, Pokemon is sexist. um, 100%. uh, So I thought this was something that's pretty cool. Yeah, very fitting with today's times, you know. But according to Bulbapedia, it's saying here that uh, the gender ratio for Charizard is 87% male, 12% female. So it is possible. He goes both ways, you know? Yeah. I mean, well... uh, I think that's every starter, technically. Really? Yeah, they don't want you to have a female uh, because... That's sexist. (laughs) No. It um, gets worse. You should listen to our previous episode. We go real real deep into it. Oh, fuck. (laughs) In Generation 2, apparently, um, if the defense stat was low, it would be a female. Wow. Yeah. Um, but but um, for breeding, so that yeah. you can give <laughs> a bunch of starters. Yeah, because the... Uh, the um, oh, the daycare. The egg is the, 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 the female species, and the, the male is uh, the one that what transfers the egg moves i feel like yeah ah. yeah I and the see. nature and the nature okay so yeah um so when it comes to pokemon breeding I, I i never really got into it it was like watching paint dry so when it comes to pokemon breeding i put it on private browser yes Ooh. Ooh, steamy oh. you, getting that, you getting that steam tail tonight of course i have something to ask about steam tail i have a I don't have many questions, the fun questions that I had last time for Charizard, but do we have anything else to discuss? Anything to share about Charizard cards? Um, well, I would just like to say that if you are a Charizard collector and you are trying to enter the hobby now, do not trust your gut. Don't overpay for something unless you actually hold it. Like when you go to Zap Comics. And you pick up that card, you can look at the front and back. If the condition is good and it is worthy of being graded, pay the premium. It will pay off later on in your collection and if you want to sell it. But just because people are paying thousands of dollars doesn't mean you have to. You know, like I say with cars, when you're trying to sell a car, there's an ass for every seat. And with Pokemon cards, there's a Charizard for every collector. It might not be the most expensive. It might not be the cheapest. But there is definitely one out there. If you just prefer the artwork, I would recommend purchasing Japanese. They are severely underrated and undervalued, in my opinion. And you can get the same art, very beautifully illustrated, in a different language. You know, you could learn Japanese, you know. Is, but is, is Jake Paul allowed in Japan anymore? 
I don't know. <laughs> you know, I heard a lot of shade about him when he was, you know, going up in Aokigahara. I don't forgive yeah. me. But after that, you know, I lost my respect for him as a person because yeah. you just don't fuck with dead people. You know, it's, yeah. it's something you don't do, you know. But uh, That's right. You heard it here, guys. Don't fuck dead people. Yes. No necros. <laughs> but um, realistically, to anyone who wants to collect, just follow your heart and purchase what brings you the most joy. Because even if it tanks, the world is, you know, overridden with zombies, you'll still have that card to look at. And it will remind you of the time you overpaid. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody came into the shop today and said something that really stuck with me when they talk about people trying to invest in comics and cards. They just say, think about this. Let's say it's worth nothing in three days. If the value drops will, and you're stuck with it, are you happy you have it? And that meant a lot to me. I was like, because I'm that kind yeah. of person. Yeah. All the stuff I buy is usually like, people are like why did they make this and i'm like because i am the only one that will buy it and they did it for me like that's what it means a lot and a lot of these cards and the ones that i really want i want to go and find the ones that i had originally i love imposter professor oak because i thought it was the like coolest hilarious toughest art back then yeah Yeah, there was bullet holes in it I know it's so badass. Like, holy shit! <laughs> I want the Imposter Professor Oak episode where, like, it's like some guy who lived next to Professor Oak who, like, was trying to get the ten-year-olds to come to his house so he can give them ratatat <laughs> and was like, thought he was Professor Oak because he got a head injury from when a Tauros kicked him too hard. Uh, yeah. I want that episode, but, but yeah, I think that is a good place to end. There, I am going to give you my question, and it is. How do these Pokemon keep their tails lit? Is there a butthole at the end of the tail and are they constantly farting? That is my idea. <laughs> what do you guys think? You know, according to the the manga and the anime, the willpower and soul of the Pokemon, Charmander, is what keeps that flame lit. So long as it is happy and prosperous, not even water can put it out. But... Honestly, I think it's got to be the diet. You know, they got to eat some. <laughs> There's something out there. You know, another Pokemon's got to be feeding Charmander. The jelly donuts. Or oh, yeah, a good crunch wrap. Taco Bell. <laughs> that always gets yeah. me going. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Aside from that, I just want to say that I'm really high right now. <laughs> it's possible, you know that. You know, maybe these Pokemon are smoking something. Think about it. We're giving them rare candy. We're giving them X speed. We're giving them X defense. We're giving them their drugs. We're drugging yeah. our Pokemon. With I've that. given I've given ether to my Pokemon before. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Yeah, playing playing the originals. I blacked out so many times. I got no brain cells left. The only other thing I have to say is that uh, Charizard could not learn the the move fly until Pokemon Yellow, and it pissed me off as a kid. Yeah, that's pretty uh, annoying. And the only thing I have to say is that Charizard is voiced by Shinichiro Miki, who also voices all of the uh, Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard in Japan. So Nice. Now, just the final thing from the web. 
as discussed before, I looked at all the domains and who owned them before Pokemon took them back over. And we will look at Charmander.com in uh, the year 2000, where they, it is a GeoCities page with a bunch of low-res Charmander JPEGs. <laughs> Under it, it just says, Charmander loves you. Oh, and below that it says I am giving out free Charmander.com domains <laughs> what a nice person and then uh, Pokemon Movie 2000 took it over shortly after but what a great person what a positive thing to share with Charmander positive great Pokemon great friends I had an incredible night and an incredible talk with you guys Oh, yeah this was a good one Absolutely. I uh, I would very much like to thank you, Val, for being on. I was looking forward to it. Yes, thank you for your card expertise. Absolutely. But um, I know you recently just popped open a fresh, fresh base oh, set fuck. booster box. I did, actually. What? I cracked it. I cracked it all 36 packs. I mean, now's the time, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, f- I figured, you know, I bought that box like four or five years ago. Did it fact- feel good? Oh, man, when I cracked it, I changed my pants three times. <laughs> That's it? Uh, oh, man, I ran out of pants. I was just all over the floor. <laughs> How much are the pants going for at this point? I'll buy them. <laughs> oh, man. The boost, the booster box pants stains. The booster, oh, man. Well, those, the those are all off. The sirens are Oh, shit. But, yeah, I, I actually I cracked it. I did the, uh, the deed, the sin. It was a very nice box. But I wanted to cross it off the bucket list. And I also wanted to yeah. give people the opportunity, you know, to buy a pack in the future. But I'm selling them now. I actually opened one art set. I pulled a Polyrath. Nice. Be- be- oh man, I love Polyrath. That Beautiful. was my first. That was my first first edition base set draw, and it got oh. stolen. It got uh, stolen from me the next day. So what the fuck? Let's find was, that guy. It was the fourth grade, dude. Between this lawyer and some other kid, we got a lot of asses to kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Could have been the up. same guy. I don't know. We'll but, kick his ass twice. <laughs> It would have been stolen one way or another. I was flaunting them like a like a, a hot hot ass in prison. So, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but, uh, well, you have these packs, and the thing is, I love your account so much because it's not about how many Charizards you have, even though it's yeah. New. How I many Charizards do you have? I have fifty seven ready to get graded, but oh I cannot. My god. I, I can't afford to send them. You know, I think. 20 of them are English. The rest are Japanese. But ultimately, you know, the card's the card. Like whether or not I get it graded now or tomorrow. You know, obviously the prices are only going up for grading costs every yeah. year. PSA notoriously. The thing I love about your account too is that you treat every Pokemon card the same. When you look at the account and the things that you are showing off, it could be a common, it could be a rare, it could be a Charizard, it could be a Slowpoke. It's all about the art and the individual card. And it's appreciation of the hobby, the Pokemon, and every single piece as a piece of art. And I love that. I want to showcase them. But as time went on, I really enjoyed, you know, taking close-up shots of the art. You know, it's such a shame that these artists put so much time into it only to get shoved into like a two-by-one box. 
Yeah. Not, you never really notice the details. Some of these cards, you look hard into it and you see the emotion and spirit the artist put into it. But ultimately, I love giving people knowledge. I want to help people. I don't want anything from it. You know, karma is real. When you put out something there, you get you get back. Like, for example, when I cracked the base set booster box, I gave my brother an art set because, you know, he told me to buy it way back when. So as yeah. a commission, I gave it to him. That same night, I went to McDonald's, and the guy in front of me paid for my McChicken. That doesn't <laughs> say something, you know? Like, <laughs> I think that says it all. Val, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. This has been definitely the only episode people will listen to because it says Charizard in the name. Oh my God. And uh, until next week, we will discuss everyone's favorite Squirter. Squirt boy. Squirtle, the only Pokemon to be involved in gang warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh, I like that. Or squirt yourself. Chameleon. War turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you two, Tentacruel, Era, Dexel. All right, oh, that's it. I'm ending it. Goodbye. <laughs>